Hi guys, welcome to the Partyology Experience. I'm here today with Emma De Jong. We're talking about her wedding. And in today's podcast, we're going to be talking about choosing a date uh, and uh, picking a venue for your wedding for both the reception and then also picking a ceremony spot. Now, whether that be a church or whether that be in a park or something like that. Yep. Uh, so we're going to talk about those. So uh, first of all, Emma, most important thing, most one of the first things that people talk about or decide, I guess, when they're uh, choosing, working out their wedding is what date shall we get married? How did you come up with yours? And when are you getting married? Um, so we're getting married on the 27th of March, 2021. Um, we decided on that date because our anniversary is actually the 1st of April. Um, so we wanted to get over as close as possible to that date. Um, unfortunately, the weekend after is my brother's birthday. So we decided we didn't want to do it on his birthday. So we have decided then. Um, the weather, of course, is still a bit all over the place. It's Melbourne, of course. You can't pick a date and not have to <laughs> question right. the weather. It could either be bushfires or hail storms. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Or, you know, torrential rain. Yeah. So we have picked um, that date because sometimes in March it can be still warm. Um, we're taking the gamble that it is the end of March, so it could be a little bit colder. Yeah. Um, but we will have backup plans yeah. for those situations. Yeah. Um, but that's the reason why we picked that date. It's still in that nice sort of time of the year, um, and it's the closest to our anniversary. So weather, obviously, you've, you've said there, you know, weather's obviously an issue. Why is that? Is it because you're having an outdoor ceremony or? Yes. Yeah, so we're having our ceremony out on a grassed area. Um, we're actually having our uh, reception and our ceremony at the same location. Um, we thought for convenience it was going to be the easiest sort of way of doing yep. it. Yeah. Um, so we have backup plans in the fact that we will have a marquee over that lawned area if it's going to be a little bit windy because, of idea. course, yep. we're actually getting married down near the beach. So, of course, we all know here it's windy near the beach. Yeah. Um, so we might have to put the marquee up with some walls just to cover for wind if the like it's still not sunny and it's not raining. Yeah. Um, there'll be multiple reasons why. Um, or we'll be having it inside the venue, which is like last resort, yeah. and it will make Marcus's day very stressful. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's because I'm going to be doing all the work. There. Yes, that's right. Yes. Yes. So I guess you've you've hit on a couple of key things there. One, obviously, you've you've already thought about the weather and doing working in events. You know that yeah, you need a backup most plan. Most important thing ever. Yes, those those brides and people having events and parties and weddings, especially that, just go. Oh, it'll be right. Do it, not do that, please. It's the biggest my, mistake you can make. <laughs> it just for mental. I think, and I just think for brides and grooms, like the week before, you do not want to be running around going, "It's going to rain," and now I'm stressed, and what am I going to do? Because it's going to be outside, and you trying to ring suppliers and no one's available because they're all booked out. Yeah. If it's just not what you need a week, That's two right. weeks prior. So please, please have a backup plan. Yeah. We've seen so many brides, oh, you know, so just many. being let down and, and distressed in and that last week. It makes me so sad for yeah, them. And we're trying to help them and there's, you know, there's no marquees left or oh. there's, you know. We've had them just, cry at us on a Friday saying, do you have anything? And we're like, we're fully yeah, booked and you yeah. just feel horrible for them. But you can avoid this, people. That's right. Please, That's right. backup plans. So have a backup plan and look <laughs> yes. into the backup plan. You know, hopefully it doesn't happen. And Fingers crossed, well, of course. But yeah. but don't be realistic in the fact that you live in Melbourne. You don't live in like sunny Queensland where most of the time 90% it's going to be sunny. Yeah. We live in Melbourne. Be prepared for it. Yeah. For and, sure. And I think you you said there, so you're having the ceremony and the reception in the same place. Yes. Which from personal experience going to weddings over lots of years and just knowing that that is a winner. Like it yeah. just, you know, sometimes people have their ceremony and they'll have it for whatever reason, at one or two o'clock in the afternoon, and then the reception hours is later in, is five six o'clock oh. in a totally different space. Yes. It makes it really awkward for your for your guests to they've got Feeling to find something, time. something to do. If it's a destination wedding and they've got nowhere to go or they don't know where they are, 
you know, it yeah. can make it really hard. So having that ceremony and the reception, one in the same place and in a tighter time frame yes. is, is just good for your guest experience. A hundred percent. I think from being in this industry, I think before I even was in this industry, I would have never thought of that. And I think going to weddings over the last past like couple of years, you do learn that, you know, for us to be convenient and fun and, you know, relaxing for everyone, don't make them drive a half an hour from one spot to the other. Yeah, that's make right. Make them, you know, chill out, have the ceremony, have a drink, and then just go straight down to the room. Like That's right. I think sometimes it's hard when people want to do the full two hours of um, photos. That's the hard one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's you've got to be considerate of other people. Like the guests are going to be there. Be considerate of them and how far they have to go and how long they have to wait. Yeah. And that's right. Look, you know, understandably, most people will have photos between the ceremony and the reception. Yes. Uh, but one, if you can limit that time. As and two, much as you can. And that's okay. It could potentially be a couple of hours. Give your guests something to do. Yes. Make sure they've got food and drink, especially if it's a hot day. You 100%. Know, maybe even shade. Some, yes, some shade, mm. some sort of entertainment. Um, something. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to be a painful experience for them from the yeah. very you beginning. You need to think as your guests, like it's all about you, but at the end of the day, it's all about your guests as well. Like yeah. you've got a hundred of your loved ones there. You don't want them to be roasting on the lawn. That's like right. you got your nanny roll, exactly right. nine year old nan in the sun all day. Yeah. <laughs> Poor thing's cooked like a chicken. <laughs> Where's nan? She's cooked. <laughs> yeah. We don't want that. We don't want people passing out. So please yeah. consider that. <laughs> That's right. Half your guests are unconscious on the lawn from heat exhaustion. No, we don't want that. <laughs> be funny, though. No, we <laughs> No, it would be funny. Okay. So so I guess we then need to talk about the, one of the key things in any wedding is the venue, the you venue. know, the venue, yes. you know, finding the right venue, finding the right location, the right look, the right oh, style. It's a whole are they ball do, game. Are they going to do food right? Is it, What sort of drinks are we going to serve? Um, all those sorts of things. Like it can be quite stressful when it looking for venue. It can be. The venue's the hardest part. Yeah. So how many venues have you looked at? A or, fair few, or investigated, uh, I should say. Yeah, this is the question because I've been to a lot of venues here in Melbourne being in this industry. So I kind of already had a short list already. Um, again, I know I touched on last time, but just about the access times, how flexible they were, costs came down, of course, um, how many people they could hold in that venue. Because I'm having a cocktail, um, I didn't want a venue that was, you know, can hold 500 people. Yeah. It was going to be a job that we were going to have to drape half the venue off anyway. Is that worth paying the money for it when you're going to get rid of most of it anyway? Yeah. yeah. Um, so space was another thing. So there's lots of things to consider when it comes to venues. I wanted the flexibility was my main priority. I think being in this industry and wanting to look a certain way, I know how long things take. So I know yeah. I need all day to access yeah. the venue and set it up. So were you looking then for more of a blank canvas, I guess? Or? Yeah, so blank canvas was more sort of up my alley. Um, I wanted something I could add things to and not have its own per- – like it has a- every venue has its own personality to a, like to a degree, um, but I really wanted to add my own sort of touch on it. If I wanted to do a particular theme, I was going to do it and be able to do it well without having yeah. to clash with something that was already in there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you've picked a venue then? I have picked a venue. Yeah, and you're happy with it obviously? I am very happy. Yeah. And how much did, say, price and food and, and that sort of thing play into it? So it's going to sound horrible, but food's not a huge thing for me. I, like I want to, of course, food for me is, I, of course, I want it to be nice. We went there and actually had a, like a sort of an afternoon lunch and tested the food to make sure, of course, it was nice food. Um, but I'm not a massive, massive foodie where the fact that it needs to be a five-star, you know, chef hat restaurant or whatever it needs to be but I also want to make sure everyone gets fed enough as well like that was a yeah. huge thing for me I don't want people going to McDonald's on the way home because they're you know starving um, I wanted to make sure that was going to be covered especially being cocktail as well you're not having a full sit-down dinner so you want to make sure people are fed yeah um so yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. So the main choice for venue was location? Location. That's a whole range of things. Flexibility, location. Um, it's down near my way. I live down the Mornington Peninsula and it's down that like close to my family and friends. There's only some that will have to drive. Yeah. Um, so it was very convenient for everyone. And so we need to do much to that venue to, I guess, suit your style? Yes. Or- <laughs> Yeah, Not crazy total, amount. Total re-renovation of it? Or? No, it's it's on the beach. So it's very our style. Um, I'll probably go more into the sort of style of what we're going to actually plan to do. But this venue sort of taps into that a little bit anyway. Um, there will be a degree that we have to go to. It won't be a whole re-renovation or yeah. anything like that. So I've who, done enough renovations. So who'll, be doing, who'll be doing all the decor oh, at your wedding? I wonder. <laughs> you know, higher feel-good events? <laughs> yes, or? I may. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, if you write back to my email really quickly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I know a few good uh, event decorators yes. I might be able to recommend. Yes, so. no, Max will be planning and doing everything for me on the day. He will be my wedding planner, as he likes <laughs> to call himself. Um, so, yes, he'll be doing all the hard work so I don't have to stress on the day. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yes, I'm sure you are. <laughs> it's going to be a nice superheroes theme. <laughs> I'll, I'll get there to be a Hollywood theme. I'll be like, uh, Marcus, yeah. wrong theme. Oh, whoops. I thought it was your birthday, <laughs> not your wedding. <laughs> Anyway, okay, um, so what sort of format? You've chosen a cocktail format for your wedding? Yes, so cocktail, um, that was the best way for us to get our very relaxed, you know, chilled sort of vibe. Uh, with doing a sit-down, it's very formal. We didn't want formal. I want people to be walking around, getting a drink, having a chat, you know, talking to everyone. I don't want to sit in a seat and sit there. Like a bridal table would have made me feel sick. I don't want to be up there, everyone yeah. staring at me. I would have hated it. Yeah. Um. So having everyone just like, you know, walking around and relaxing is so our vibe. Yeah, so, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, yeah. cocktails. And, and I think from experience we, we're finding at feel-good events that a lot more brides. It's more common now. More cocktail style. Yeah. Because it's more relaxed. Um, and you can still, if you're a foodie, you can still have really good food and make sure there's plenty of food. It's just in a f- less formal. A different formal way. Yeah. And I think it's um, it's not as formal anymore. I think like, you know, years and years ago, everyone just did the same thing, formal, formal, formal. But, you know, we're pushing the boundaries a bit more on weddings and you can be more relaxed and you don't need to do every single thing that's on yeah. that list. You can do what you want. It's about you guys, not about what, you know, you've all, they've done for years. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly changed. right. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, so how much did cost affect your venue choice? Was it, did that really play a big part? Like, was there any other venues uh, that you looked at that you thought, oh, this is, I'd really love this one, but I just can't afford it? It wasn't about the cost, to a degree it was, but I think it was also covering all the bases that I wanted to cover. So there could have been one that was $20,000 and I probably would have spent it because I loved it, but they didn't give you the time or the flexibility to do what you wanted. And that really came into play, I think. I was willing to pay the money if it had all the criteria that I had on my list. And because it didn't, I was like, I'm not going to, like, why would I pay all that money for something that I'm not going to get half of the things I need on that sort of list? Yeah. Um, So that came down to a huge thing. And I think even though it didn't cost me crazy amounts of money for the the reception, the ceremony, it still covered all my bases. So it was, it worked. And it wasn't just about the cost. It was about, yeah, flexibility. Flexibility is a huge one, really. Yeah. And I think, I think that is a key. And, and this is yep. one thing that, again, people will only find out when they do their research. Depending on what sort of decor and styling you want to do for the yes. venue, and, and every venue usually will do, you'll do something, whether it be flowers in a simple way or you fully drape the whole venue and, and do lighting and, and special dance floors and all sorts of stuff. Yep. All these things, as we've discussed before, take time and – 
a lot of venues, that's fine. But if you say to them, I need a day to do the installation of all these things, then they will charge you per hour for that. So that's extra cost on what they're charging you per head and for the room height. Which I understand why they charge it. They have to, they're they're business at the end of the day as well. But it's being realistic as well. Like I think some venues, if they allow you in from 12 o'clock, I think that's okay. But some of them were, your ceremony would start at three or four and you'd be in from two or one. And I'm like, the poor suppliers, you'd be like, you have two hours, go. And and, what will happen is, 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 in some cases, the once you find this out, if the supplier says to you, well, to do that, you know, it's going to take us 10 hours. A long time. You Is know, it realistic? And, and then you say to the supplier, well, I've only got from 12 o'clock, so I've only got five hours. The supplier is going to cost charge you extra as well. Charge you more if they have the if they have the resource to have more people or you have yeah. to cull back the look you want to go for. Exactly right. So there's going to be lots of compromise there potentially yep. or it's just going to cost you extra money. So yes. I guess one of the key things here would be to, before you book your ceremony, oh, sorry, your function venue, have a good idea of what your suppliers what do. are going to cost you to do that and yes. how much time that's going to take. Yes. Because that's going to determine which venue you choose as well if you want to go down that path of doing lots of decorating yep. and you want it to look like Kim Kardashian's wedding <laughs> and, you know, they need which a month. Which one? She's been married twice. Well, they need a month <laughs> to uh, decorate the venue. So, yes. you know, these are things, again, that you won't know until you start asking the questions of your event decorators or your event stylists. Um, ask the venue, what sort of flexibility do we have as far as letting supplies in? Even letting the DJ in, you know, or the band, they may need an hour or two hours at least. I mean, mostly them do. To do that. Of course. So, you know, that takes time and so the venue potentially could charge you for every extra hour. Yes. And if you've got multiple, you know, you're always going to have multiple supplies going into your venue, yeah. florists, entertainment, decorators, um, It's you know, somebody's doing a dance floor, whatever it might be, these things are all going to cost you potentially lots of money yeah. in the long run. So as you say, you know, finding a venue that gives you that flexibility is, you know, to do what you need yeah. to do. And I think um, like coming from a supplier point of view, you know, it's you need to consider them as well. Like I think when you put people under so much pressure to get it done in a small amount of time, this is where mistakes happen. Yeah. And I think, you know, be considerate of the fact that we can only do with so much in a time frame. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't leave much time for error as well, like that's we're all right. human. And I think that's the main thing. And I think a lot of people go and pick a venue and go, great, it was, you know, it was this cost and it was great. But then they whack the cost onto the suppliers anyway. So the suppliers are going to charge you double the amount just yeah. to do that that amount of time yeah. so you're not really winning either way yeah you, you might be winning costs with the venue but then you're paying another five hundred dollars with the suppliers because of the small exactly right. so you know you need to weigh those up as well yeah and so you know looking at the legal side of things with your venue and talking about all these sorts of things mm. um i know you sort of mentioned to me in the past about uh, contracts and all that sort of yes. stuff how important do you think that is Contracts are good to have in writing. Um, my dad is actually a contract writer, so I have this in my head all the time. So, you know, the thing is that sometimes venues uh, can go back on their word or they'll say, oh, no, I didn't say that or whatever it is. And from past experience, you know, it's just nice for everyone across the board to have it all in writing. If there's anything that comes up the week, two weeks, a month out, you know that you're covered. So they go, let's say, for example, oh, you've got access from nine and then two weeks later they're going, oh, you've actually accessed from 12. It's like, well, no, you can't do that. You can't say one thing and then change it because it's not convenient. Yeah. So Which does happen all the time. It we does happen quite that, a lot. And, you know, I think that's having it in a contract and if they're willing to do that. Um, some venues can't, of course. I know some people can't give you that time. But um, that was important for me to have in the contract because, sh- yeah. you know, I was told that it was what my options yeah. were and I wanted to make sure that I had – and, of course, even having a marquee on the grass, I wanted to make sure that I could definitely have a marquee on the yeah. grass because it would change the whole process if I wasn't able yeah. to. And I think that's a, sort of not a common thing with venues but 
they want to get the sale, so they'll sort of agree to everything to begin with. Yeah. And then they get all these extra bookings at closer to the yes. date, and then they, yeah, like you say, they they told me I could get in from nine o'clock for my florist to do all the the florals, yeah. and now they can't get in till two o'clock. Yeah. That yeah. causes a lot of extra stress on the you know closer to the the date. And also causes a lot of extra costs yeah. potentially as well. So it's a communication thing. I think yeah. if you have very clear communication, you have most things in writing. You know, venues don't want to rip you off, but it's also just being, you know, be smart and just have all those things that you really need to make sure are going to be on the contract. You know, you've signed it, and they're the things that you want to make sure are there. Yeah, the then key, just, the key things you want. It's just so. another step to making it less stressful. That's right. So that's all it is. Is there any anything that you know? Has stood out to you from looking at venues? Is it you know just like oh I really didn't know that, or it was you already had a pretty good understanding? I had a pretty good understanding to be honest. I we because we're um, decorators here at Feel Good Events, we deal with hundreds and hundreds of venues every year, so I know sort of what they entail, what they need, all the information. You know, I was telling her that I'll be giving her the running sheet and the floor plan because I'm used to doing it myself. Yeah. So um, nothing really stood out too much in regards to the venue. Um, it was sort of pretty straightforward for me. But I yeah. can understand how it can be quite scary with um, brides and grooms that go in there having no idea what questions to ask. So, you yeah. know, hopefully all these sort of things that we're talking about will give people insight of what things to ask before you actually go in. Yeah. I guess another thing is flexibility. Um, you know, we were talking of guest lists before and, uh, you know, if your guest list starts at 150 and for whatever reason… It goes up or down, or whatever. Up or down. Yes. Can the, the venue be, you know… A, able to help you with those sorts of things. Is that going to cause major issues? Cost-wise. If you take yeah. out 10 or you add 10 or, I mean, most venues are usually happy if you add. It's when you start if taking If they have the away. room. Yeah, if you start taking away 20 guests because they're all from overseas and coronavirus kicks in and yes. you can't. Yes, well, that's can't a whole other ball game. That's right. Yes. Um, we suggest not having a, ve- a wedding during coronavirus. No, it's probably not a good you're idea. not allowed to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, these sorts of things you need to sort of, I guess, ask those questions as well. If I change this for this reason, you know, usually around guests or we want, we've got guests, um, you know, lots of venues now with so many um, eating requirements. Oh, yeah, uh, allergies. Yeah, that's a, an important thing to look at, I guess. Because that's actually, actually, that's one thing that now that you've said that with ours, if we have people that have allergies, it's an additional $15 per person to cater for those people. Yeah. And I think that these days there are so many people that have allergies to, you know, peanuts and gluten-free and, you know, that's fructose right. intolerant and all those things. So that's an additional cost that I didn't think of. That's right. Um, and I'm now going to have to pay that because there is people that are going to yep. have those things. So it should be cheaper not to invite those people, really, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> no, don't do that, please. If you have any uh, food requirements, sorry, you can't come. Oh, <laughs> you man. get a happy meal Well, I'm the dairy door. intolerant, so I can't even go to my own wedding. Yeah, that's right. You're out. <laughs> that's okay. Okay, well, thanks, Emma, for talking to us today about picking a date. Obviously very important and picking your venue and ceremony spot they're, they're all very key and the things that you would organize early enough yes um, or in the early side of things so yeah, of um, course. yeah thanks for talking to us today stay tuned and we'll have more wedding tips in the coming episodes thanks for listening